Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Live from Los Angeles, the Win Without Competing Show with Dr. Arlene Barrow, host and creator of the Right Fit Method, the key to professional and personal success. Now, let's join Dr. Arlene. Welcome to the 92nd episode of Win Without Competing. Dr. Arlene meets fascinating people with intriguing brands. Intriguing brands is the reason why people are fascinating. How they created their brand is what fascinates me. Understanding the origin of their brand, which for many is rooted in childhood, helps us appreciate the essence of who they are. For some, brands were nurtured in childhood. Their parents encouraged them to pursue their passion and purposely put them in environments which would do that. For others who grew up in difficult circumstances, they had to, early in life, empower themselves to pursue their passion in spite of their circumstances. The fascinating people whose stories I will share are memorable. While I'm telling my story, think about the significance of what I am saying about how they created their brand. You may want to take notes and reflect what you learned about brand creation, which you can apply to yourself. You, too, can be a fascinating person with an intriguing brand who is memorable. Oops, I almost forgot. Watch what I do and say to make my brand memorable when I meet Joan Rivers and many others. I think of Beverly Hills as my local neighborhood, It's close to both my office and my home. When I feel like walking, I'm off to Beverly Hills and Rodeo Drive. On my birthday a few years ago, I decided to walk on Rodeo Drive. I paused in front Gamo Shoe Store and looked across the street. There she was, Joan Rivers, filming her radio show, How'd you get so rich? A small crowd surrounded her. I quickly decided to join them. In a matter of seconds, a tall woman smiled at me. Then Joan Rivers stood next to me and said, Are you rich? I said, I'm prosperous. Would you like to see my bank account? The crowd roared. Rivers and I stood eye to eye. She kept firing questions. I knew she was enjoying the interview and liked my responses. At the end of the interview, she shared her assistant's email address and told me that I would hear from network producers who would be interested in scheduling me for interview on their shows. And, of course, I signed a release form so that the interview could be used on her show. Reflecting back, I realized that she made me feel 
that no one else was there. After the first question and the laughter, I forgot that we were on Rodeo Drive, and I was surrounded by a crowd. Her laser beam focus and the speed of the questions prompted me to match her. Here's what she didn't know. At the Geffen Playhouse in Westwood, I had seen her perform a play that she had written. After the performance, everyone stood and just didn't stop clapping. Everyone just loved her performance. When Rivers interviewed me on Rodeo Drive, I felt very comfortable because seeing her perform, I felt as if I almost knew her. She's very personal and personable in person. On television, she shows an edge that is much softer when you see her in person. So it was a great experience being interviewed by Joan Rivers. Looking back at her childhood, we know that her father was a practicing neighborhood physician in New York City who did not want Joan to go into entertainment. That did not stop her. She worked very hard to create a name brand as a comedian. In spite of the ups and downs, including her husband's suicide, she built a huge empire, which included her signature clothing and jewelry lines. She used her creativity, talent, and business acumen to achieve unparalleled success. As highly successful as she was, she did not forget those who needed her help. I expect you've seen photos of her delivering food to people who needed it with her grandson by her side. Rivers was a fascinating woman with a multifaceted, intriguing brand. Meeting President Jimmy Carter. I had read Trump's book, The Art of the Deal, in which he mentions his conversation with Jimmy Carter. When I learned that Carter would be signing his book, Sharing Good Times, at my local bookstore, it was Borders, of course, that no longer existed, and it's that Borders that I signed my own book at, I decided that I would chat with him while he was signing his book. In order to plan for the brief chat, I loaded up with an armful of books for him to sign. I figured while he would be signing, I would be chatting with him. And that's exactly what happened for him when my turn came and spoke up. Here's what I said. I'm going to pull a Jimmy Carter. Many years ago, you asked Donald Trump for $5 million. Carter shot back, his eyes filled with anger. He didn't give me one penny. Undaunted, I continued. I need an introduction to Donald Trump. Carter responded with a smile on his face. I don't know what I can do, 
He paused and added, he likes pretty girls. And how does Trump remember Carter's request? In the art of the deal, Trump recalls meeting with Carter to seek a contribution Carter Library. When Carter named a figure of five million, Trump was dumbfounded and didn't respond. He said that his experience with Carter taught him the importance of having the nerve and guts to make a pitch for something extraordinary in order to get what you want. Trump felt that Carter's ability to speak up is what helped him get elected. When I asked Carter to introduce me to Trump, I wanted to find out how Carter remembered the encounter with Trump. I didn't expect him to introduce me to him. I was basically kind of uh, testing the waters, as one would say. I created the branding program, Package to Pitch, to both motivate and enable you to master the art of speaking up, to successfully persuade others to do what you ask. Program explains step-by-step the art of broadcasting your brand. You must know exactly what to say, how to say it, and when to say it. To learn more about Package to Pitch, you can read my book, Win Without Competing, available on Amazon. I love hearing from my listeners. Please call my office at 310-443-4277 to arrange a time to speak with me or email Dr. Barrow at winwithoutcompeting.com. My encounter with Carter was memorable. I loved creating my pitch, broadcasting my pitch, and watching Carter sign my armful of books while responding to me. I'll never forget the fire in his blue eyes when I mentioned the name of Trump. Would you have spoken up to Carter as I did? Share your thoughts with me by phone or email. Meeting Brian Stokes Mitchell. Dubbed by the New York Times as the last leading man, Tony Award winner Brian Stokes Mitchell has enjoyed a career which spans Broadway, film, television, and concert appearances. With a resounding baritone voice, Stokes, as he likes to be called, performed at the White House for Presidents Clinton and Obama. He is in his 10th year as the chairman of the board of the Actors Fund. Again, someone who is very charitable. He gives a lot of time to visiting retired actors who are in actors' home to basically um, deal with their situation and keep them in high spirits. Both the Actors Fund and the Geffen Playhouse sponsored the fundraising event on October 6, 2014, Brian Stokes Mitchell, Simply Broadway. Stokes' performance mesmerized the audience. He sang 
acted, danced, spoke in different dialects, and told stories. Encore after encore, followed by a standing ovation. Stokes told a delightful story about actress Annette Benning, who's married to Warren Beatty. Both Stokes and Annette grew up in San Diego and went to school together. They saw each other at a particular Tony Awards event. Stokes didn't mention what year. And Stokes was up for an award. Annette mentioned to him, kind of using sign language, because she was a bit of a distance away, that she would be presenting him with the award. Of course, once he saw that this could happen, he couldn't wait for his name to be called. He was already picturing what would appear in the media after this announcement. It was time for his award, so he thought. What happened? Someone else's name was called who won the Tony for their Broadway performance. Even though Stokes was disappointed, he said that the following year he won the Tony for his performance, and he never explained why Annette was mistaken. True gentleman. After the performance, the photographer who was with the Actors Fund started talking with me and photographed me. I was standing uh, next to an actor who was performing at the Geffen. So he basically photographed both of us. After he photographed us, he then started chatting, and it turned out that we both grew up in the same town, Brookline, Massachusetts, and attended the same schools. Then, the photographer walked off to continue photographing. Suddenly, I noticed that Stokes had arrived in the lobby to greet people and sign the event brochure. By now, you should be ready for me to go into action. My philosophy is quite simple. Seize the opportunity. I joined the small crowd which surrounded Stokes. Remember, that's what I did with Joan Rivers when I saw her. The same photographer that had just photographed me asked if I would like to be photographed with Stokes. Of course, I said yes. You will hear why shortly. It was my turn. He immediately introduced himself as Stokes and said, I love your hair. He was referring to a unique blend of reds accented with highlights. I said, you win without competing, mentioning my book and that with his unique brand, he sets the standard against which no one can compete. He agreed. I further said that I had seen him perform in ragtime and predicted that he would achieve unparalleled success. Of course, he agreed. 
I suggested that he write a book explaining how he created his brand. He said, I have been thinking about it. The same thing that happened with Rivers happened with Stokes. He made me feel that I was the only person there. He was totally engaged in our conversation. Stokes has it all. He is the total package, the flawless fit. Every aspect of his performance is flawless, and he knows it. I watched his career and brand grow over a number of years. That's why I attended his performance at the Geffen to confirm that my prediction was right on target. If you would like to see the photo of Stokes and me, visit the homepage of winwithoutcompeting.com. Meeting with Dr. Jonas Salk, renowned co-researcher who developed the polio vaccine. Salk is a legend. Prior to becoming an entrepreneur, I was an employee. I held high-level positions in healthcare. At the National Cancer Institute, National Institutes of Health, I had direct responsibility for a $60 million professional and public education program. I assumed the role of acting division director over a $200 million program when the director was absent. Annually, I spoke at the National Cancer Advisory Board meeting composed of presidential appointees. Dr. Armin Hammer, the founder and head of Occidental Petroleum, was a member of the board. At the end of one particular board meeting, I introduced myself to Dr. Hammer. I started discussing cancer prevention, and he suggested that I meet with Dr. Salk. Here's what happened. scheduled to speak in La Jolla, California, which happened to be exactly the location of the Salk Institute. I called his office, spoke with his secretary, and she said to call back in two days. I called back, and my appointment was all set. The day came. I arrived in a taxi. I stepped out. A guard was posted, ready to escort me to Dr. Salk's office. I was escorted into his office and introduced to him. We both sat down in this warm, inviting office. I explained who I was, my responsibilities at the National Cancer Institute, and what I was trying to achieve. In a nutshell, I wanted to maintain the level of financial support I had been receiving for my program. Dr. Salk suggested that he could make an interview about education that I could show at the National Cancer Institute. He said he would not come to the Institute. He made it very clear he was not shall we say, fond of the medical establishment. Then he suggested that I should design and conduct a study to show the impact of education on cancer prevention, incorporating the kinds of controls that he was using in his research. He shared that he had written about the research that needed to be conducted to prevent cancer. 
he said that the scientists did not follow his protocol. Suddenly, Dr. Saul left the office. I didn't know what I should do. I sat. Then he returned, cradling a series of his publications. In these publications, he said, I would learn his method to incorporate controls in my research to demonstrate the impact of education on cancer prevention. When I left, as I was walking out the door, we turned, stood and looked at each other, and he blew me a kiss goodbye. The hour that I spent with Dr. Salt was beyond memorable. When he spoke, he was extraordinarily precise and succinct. He used no extra verbiage. See if you can do that. I can't. His genuine commitment to cancer prevention was impressive. He indicated that the cancer funding focused on treatment and not prevention. That was why he had published his articles explaining to the scientific community what they needed to do to find how to prevent cancer. When I returned to the National Cancer Institute, I shared my experience with the medical oncologist. Their response? We've tried for years to reach him. We keep writing letter after letter. He never responds. I said, I called his office and arranged an appointment. They had never thought of doing that. How do you reach people that you really want and need to speak with? I have many more stories to share about fascinating people with intriguing brands. If you would like me to do another show on this topic, please email Dr. Barrow, D-R-B-A-R-R-O, at winwithoutcompeting.com. I hope that today's show demonstrated the importance of seizing the opportunity to do what others do. I use my Right Fit Method, the subject of this show, and my book, Win Without Competing, and follow my own advice. To learn more about my Right Fit Method and how to make it yours, visit barrowglobal.com, that's B-A-R-R-O-G-L-O-B-A-L.com, winwithoutcompeting.com, where you not only will learn about the book, you will also see my app. I brand you for hire, rate your brand zero to hire. DrBarrow.com, D-R-B-A-R-R-O.com. All the radio shows are here. Of course, they're also on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. To contact Dr. Arlene, call 310-443-4277 or email drbarro.com. To visit Barrow Global Search, 
We are located in Westwood, uh, down the street from UCLA. Our address is 10940 Wilshire Boulevard, Suite 1600, Los Angeles, California, 90024. Be sure to contact me if you have any questions about how to get yourself ready for 2015. It now is the time to put both your professional and personal pieces in place. 2015, wishing you a year of right fits. Bye for now. This is Dr. Arlene.